It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Wednesday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, welcome in, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Always fun. Uh, You're you're like you're you're a member now. You're you're like a charter guy. You're you're a regular fit now. That's good. That's good to know because you know I'm probably still say welcome, but you're always welcome now. All right. Well, you know I appreciate it. Like coming in on Mondays and Wednesdays. Honestly, waking up starting to get easy. Honestly, it's at 5.15. Don't tell me that too much, man. I do this by (laughs) myself a couple more days on the week. But uh, anyway. Awesome to have you in here again. Comes to you by way of Give Him Six podcast, and uh, and and again has a pretty interesting perspective on uh, on all things sports. But uh, our what we've been privy to has been NBA, uh, and then of course um, high school football. So that's kind of what we've talked about most of the times he's been in here. But uh, today's going to be not a lot different. Uh, NBA last night, we finally know who's going to play the the we Lakers. Do. We do. And, and it's the Nuggets. It is, and it's a very surprising. I mean, it, it was something that I said, remember, I said Monday, I said, I think I the Nuggets can win, but I just didn't think they would. And, hey, they proved me wrong. They really didn't. Well, I'll tell you, last night was just a inter- – interesting is maybe my favorite word, but dynamic and crazy or other words oh, that yeah. could be used to describe last night. Because even in the early game, because, you know, with Grant being on the Celtics, Grant Williams, I'm I'm a follower. You know what I'm saying? I love the former Vols. And so that game has a lot of intrigue to me because Kyle Alexander's on the Heat roster and Grant Williams on the, on the Celtics roster. And both, given their stature and given their place on the franchise, you about have to watch the whole game because you don't know when they're going to go in. That's right. And so – Watching last night, and the Celtics are doing their thing. They're not really dominating, but they're they're staying ahead, you know, doing what they need to do. Jason Tatum's doing his thing. And uh, late in that game, uh, it's like the Celtics just, I, I don't know, it's like they took their foot off the gas, but they started climbing a hill. And it just, the yeah. momentum slowed down for them. The uh, the Heat picked up a little momentum. The Heat's just a tough franchise. It is. Yeah, you you can't do that with the Heat. You can't be slow with them. I mean, Jimmy Butler is playing great basketball, but a lot of people overlook the other players on the Heat. You know, their their depth is not too deep, but um, they have new players that are up and coming. You know, Bam Adebayo. He's one of the best um, improvement yeah. <laughs> players. And you have yeah, he showed uh, Jason Hurry. Tatum. Just, oh, he did. Uh, it was how good. I told my wife, I was like, that's, I mean, like, if the ball had left Tatum's hand, that's goaltending, but it was all ball. I mean, he he basically ripped it out of the net. I mean, if he would have snatched that thing, then that would have been, but but we knew Jason can dunk on people. I mean, he dunked on LeBron James, so, I mean. Even a blind squirrel find that every now and again. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, uh, no, what I'm saying is, is what I found last night, and, and here's here's full disclosure, 
I probably hadn't watched a, a pretty complete Heat game since Dwayne Wade retired. Yeah. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. I'd kind of caught him, and I'm like, oh, Jimmy Butler, he's he doesn't shave very much, but he doesn't have a really good beard. Okay, moving on. I mean, that was like the extent yeah. of my heat, heat them. Is that a thing, heat them? I would say so. You know, like, I'm, I agree with you there because, like, the heat, it's been slow for them ever since Dwayne Wade retired, you know? Well, and I, I'll give it, I'll give credit because I've always bashed. I don't want to say bashed because I honestly, when you put somebody at number one on a list, I feel like you're not bashing him, right? Right. But I feel like I'm I'm making sure that everybody understands that I think this list is bogus. When I say Eric Spolster is probably and and still yet to be seen about Frank Vogel, but uh, to me Eric Spolster is probably the best coach LeBron James has ever had. I mean, and I'm not saying that he's had a bunch of greats. I'm just saying that can that explains to everybody my opinion on how LeBron James has overcome some poor coaching. Yeah, he has. And so, anyway, uh, I think it speaks to credit of Eric Spolstrom, Pat Riley, the the job they've done. I don't know. Yeah. I was on my way in and, and kind of got seconded on this on this opinion. I'm like, Jay Crowder's been on other teams and not been that good. That's true. Andre Iguodala, he's good wherever he goes. He's, he is. He is a guy who's he's the glue guy. Uh, yeah. He has been on a lot of different very successful franchises and very successful teams. And uh, – between him, the Adebayo, uh, and Tyler. and Jay Crowder and Tyler Hero that just strike, you know, they got a bunch of Kentucky players on there, and you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a Tennessee fan, so it, you know that almost likens to not like Kentucky, right. but they get to the league and they can still shoot. So mm-hmm. I, I'll say uh, between the block of Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum throwing the air ball very late in the fourth quarter, and uh, and Jay Crowder and those guys being able to box out and get good rebounds. Right. Um, that's what separated game one and put put the Celtics down 0-1 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and the Heat, like we said earlier, I mean, they're coming back. The coaching, it's been a struggle for them. In 2017-18, to 18, uh, they were 44-38. and 38. They were the sixth seed, so an average year. And then in 2018-2019, they were the 10th seed, 39-43 and 43 on the year. And it's like, well, that's a big jump. And it shows Jimmy Butler is playing insane right now. It shows Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, these players are playing great, you know, even though they're very young, very new to the league and the system, but they're still playing really good. And they're playing deep in the playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals. You know, somebody said uh, uh, earlier yesterday, you know, we got to put this together. It's just been a year since Dwayne Wade retired. 17 months to be exact. It's been about 17 months since he retired. The Heat are still very much rebuilding. They are. Well, they're building a bigger house, in, in my opinion, if if they're still rebuilding. And and you know, I didn't put this together till this morning. Another outlet kind of uh kind of put this together. Do you know Jimmy Butler and the Philadelphia 76ers who he played with a year ago? Right. That was the team that played the Heat on Dwayne Wade's final night. Really? Is that not weird? It is kind of weird. He, he, they said that night, uh, and this is coming from Jimmy Butler at some point, that uh, that night he understood the fan base and the culture that was Miami Heat basketball, and he wanted to be a part of that. Uh, and, and in the offseason, that makes sense now because Jimmy didn't listen to a whole lot of guys. No. He basically listened to Pat Riley and the Heat and the 76ers. 
and that was kind of the end of the tale. He did. So. He did say. He said 76ers. It ain't. It ain't my fit. It doesn't yeah. fit. So, and it was weird because it just didn't. It was out of nowhere. He just showed up on the team. He's playing it. You know. Well, and the thing is, when when you have uh, what was it? At one time, they had three number one overall picks. Oh yeah, yeah. They were. I don't know how you. I mean, it's not a good fit for a lot of people if you want to be the guy. No. Yeah, because then you have all these new guys coming in. I mean. But uh, but nonetheless, the Heat get the victory over the Celtics. One, I don't think the Celtics can win in overtime. Uh, I don't think that's their game. Uh, I think Jason Tatum, and they're really they're built to be a sixty minute basketball team. So when you throw uh, extra minutes on there, I don't think that works very well. And honestly, uh, some of their other guys w- didn't show up as well as they had in in the previous series. I thought Smart could have played a little bit better basketball. Uh, I thought you know Thice is still he's his own kryptonite. Uh, he he is very good to, to to stay in a basketball game, but he'll give you uh, fifty seven minutes and make you play the last three without your big guy. Uh, at at the the last few minutes of that basketball game, the biggest guy for the Celtics on the floor, Jason Tatum at six eight. Oh my! I mean, you're in, you're in a hole that it's hard to climb out of in the NBA when your biggest guy out there is six eight. Yeah, I mean. And that's what a lot of a lot of teams, you know, you look at the Rockets, they played small. Their tallest player was six eight two, Robert Covington. And it's different when it works, but sometimes when you pull in Well, I think I think the heat Tatum's not that jam guy no. if Dice is in the game. It's no. a feed inside, step step, right. turn but and he's jump. not he's not a rebounder either, being the tallest guy, so you're not gonna get rebounds, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like you better have somebody jumping up. You better. Yeah. And Kimba Walker kind of shouldered this, and I, I think he's always been really good at that. Uh, I like, you know, he's kind of a silent star. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say that he's a superstar, but he's a he's a star nonetheless. He was kind of silent last night and said, you know what, I'm just playing terrible. I've got to play better. I've got to do things. But my, my takeaway from last night, refs need to swallow a whistle every now and again. <sighs> Do you ever see that? Like, and 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 I don't watch a ton of NBA basketball. Self-proclaimed trans, you know, transparent right here. Right. But I'm sitting here and it's like play, play, play. A little aggressive, no call. Play, play, play. Click. Three minutes to go till the game. Possession down the court. Burp. We got a we got a touch foul. Down the other way. Burp. 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 I mean, it's just every time they come down, it's a whistle. And and quickly. Guys getting double bonus. Guys go to the line, and and yeah. the game continues to tighten up. And I I, I swear I, I'm not. Well, I think anytime you have to preface a statement by I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right? I'm about to make you think I'm a conspiracy theorist. I swear there's somebody going, oh oh, ratings are climbing. Call another foul. Beep. Ratings are climbing. Call another foul. I would believe it. I would. I really would because it's. It's not like it's not just the NBA. It feels like it's everything. But F- it's football, especially, it feels like they're just calling, calling, and it's really all. I just want to say, just let the boys play. Just let them play. Absolutely. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? That altered the shot. That's absolutely a foul. Right. But sometimes it's on the. You know, it's on coming back down after you've released the ball. Probably the worst one is is against Milwaukee and Giannis. When he basically like just puts his hand on who beat them, who knocked them out? Uh, the Heat. He put it. Yeah, it was Jimmy Butler. He put his hand on the back of Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler was leaning back and it looked like he was going to fall on his back. Mm-hmm. And Giannis, the ball had already left his hand. He just kind of cups his lower back just for like a half second, and then he kind of realizes he's touching him. Beep. 
I'm like, oh, I know. They're like, it, they either got eyes of a hawk or they're just hoping. Hoping, yeah. I think there is some anticipation fouls. Those guys are just so athletic, it's hard not to. But, but nonetheless, 117-114 was the final in overtime. Heat get the 1-0 advantage over the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals and really set up what was a wild and crazy finish to the night as the Clippers and the Nuggets hit Game 7. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, you know, we talked a couple days ago. I talked even yesterday saying I still think the Clippers got the upper hand. I still think Kawhi and Paul George is the, the more dynamic duo. And <laughs> Jokic, Murray, and and company for, for the Nuggets just came in and said, you know what? They did. We don't care. 46-27 and 27 was my uh, – was my regular season record, and uh, and and first one to 101. Nuggets get their first 104 to 89 is the final. And can I say this? I, it didn't look like during the game that uh, that uh, Kawhi wanted to be there. Kawhi never looks like he wants to be anywhere. His his face is so bland, and his personality is so bland. It's like. You just don't know what he's feeling, to be honest. Sometimes, I think he said, I think it was last year, he said, they asked him, they were like, man, why why are you not smiling? What's Why are you not doing that? He says, you know, I'm really happy most of the time. I just, it didn't feel like I show it, but he doesn't, he says. You know, and it's like, we need some emotion out of you, Kawhi. We really need some emotion so, out of you. So there's other phrases that people use, but I'll choose not to. So he has a resting mad face. Yes, I know. We'll yep. just call it a resting a mad face. Maybe yeah. it's a resting bad face. That way yeah. we can keep the yeah the the usual saying. yeah RBF yeah. yeah resting bad face resting bad face. But the Nuggets, uh, they said, you know what, uh, we're gonna do what we got to do and, and win the win the basketball game. And and I thought uh, when you look at the starters. Uh, for the Nuggets, uh, they filled it up. Uh, four out of the five starters were in double figures. Uh, they got a decent contribution off the bench. Uh, I thought they got physicality off the bench. They didn't necessarily get a ton of points. Yeah. It looked like they only got about 13 points off the bench. But you talk about Mason Plumley; He'd come in and just battle with some people. Mm-hmm. And he's a big-body guy anyway. A uh, terrible free-throw shooter. Maybe, yeah. maybe the worst I've ever seen. And I watched Shaq basically his whole career. Shaq sometimes would drain those. Yeah. You know he missed over five thousand. Yeah, free yeah. throws. Hey, but it, when he has the highlights of the ones he makes, <laughs> no Mason Plumley. I'm like, I know you're eye to eye with the rim right now, yeah. but it just it was the ugliest thing I'd see. I'm like, you're getting yeah. paid to do that. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, Millsaps, Grant, Jokic, Murray, and Harris uh, combined for for a very good percentage. Uh, from the starters, and like I said, Plumley, uh, eight minutes, but eight battling minutes for one point. Michael Porter Jr., uh, 15 minutes, two points. Uh, Craig had six points on 19 minutes, and Morris had five points on 13 minutes. I, like I said, I thought they just came to play. They wanted it. Uh, you could tell that from the tip, from the opening tip. Paul George, uh, Kawhi kind of not – it didn't seem like they were in sync last night, and then they just – they didn't work well last night. No. It, the thing is, is you gotta you gotta bring it when you need it. They didn't bring it, and they needed it, and it just didn't happen. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. This Nuggets team is scary, and here's why I say this: They're down three one to the Jazz. Okay, they mm-hmm. come back, they win that series. They're down three one to the Celtics. Or I mean, excuse me, Clippers. Three one to the Clippers. They come back, they win the series. First time that's ever been done. Two back to back, and then you look at it. 
and like you said, more than four players on their starters, or four players, are in double figures. Jamal Murray, 40 points. Jokic, 16 points and 22 boards. And this is against the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, you can't say the Clippers, uh, you know, they're they're bad. They're not they're not as good as a team because Kawhi Leonard took that Raptors team, took them to the championship and won. Well, and then now now the question comes was it uh was it was it Kawhi that drove them to the championship right. or was it Lowry? Cuz Lowry brought them just I mean, basically one step away. Yeah, he was, but I mean, then I look at it and I'm like, well, you know, Kawhi is a absolute, you know, he's an MVP type of guy and he played and they have Paul George too. I mean, Paul George was playing great early in the playoffs. Even that team, remember that ten game skid, you know, ten game season they little had. He was playing great. I mean, this team looked scary. A lot of people had him picking, picking to go to the championship, and you know this happens. And I'm being honest, I I, I still am with my belief the Lakers are going to win. Well, I, I picked the but, Lakers just because I, I think you you ride the lightning too many times you're going to get burned. But I also look back and say the Washington Nationals. Uh, were the worst team uh, in the playoffs a year ago, and they were they're the reigning World Series champs. So yeah. uh, it can happen. It can happen. But I'll say this: uh, when you look at what the the Clippers did on on offense, uh, it's just it's lackluster is probably the best way to put it. Uh, their leading scorer on their starters uh, was Kawhi Leonard, fourteen points on forty four minutes, six of twenty two shooting, two of seven from three. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, Paul George, 38 minutes, 10 points. Uh, he was 4 of 16 shooting, 2 of 11 Good from 3. Gosh. And 0 for 1 from the free throw line. Just couldn't couldn't throw it in the ocean. Beverly uh, had 11 points on 30 minutes. And then Morris Sr. and Zubak uh, had 7 and 6 points respectively. Their leading scorer was Harrell off the, the bench. seventh man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they had 11 points out of green off the bench. Seven out of Williams, and is it Shamit? Larry Shamit. Shamit. Well, he shamed to seven points. <laughs> but uh, I will. Hey, yeah, there we go. But I will say this: I will. I will say, you, you can't expect. You won't win a lot of basketball games that way. Let's no, just put it that way. Not. Because uh, you got to show up when you need to. Thirty-seven point eight percent shooting from the floor. 25.7% from three and 75% from free throw land. I, I just – I don't think – you don't win regular season games that way, let alone postseason games. If you're games. a Clippers fan, you're shaking your head right now. I mean, you're just shaking your head. I well, mean, it's, I, and not I'm being – I'm shaking my head. I'm not even a Clippers fan. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be like a like a homer, like a Laker guy, mm-hmm. but I feel like the Clippers have been here for a while. Man, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, it just seems like just another choke. I mean, how, how much do you put this on Rivers? Rivers has seen a lot of these. Uh-huh. Now, this yeah. is the newest version. This is the newest lineup that's done it. But, but no, Rivers. I used, I used to be a Clippers fan when Chris Paul was there, Blake Griffin, you know, they. Um, Man, DJ throwing up lobs. I mean, that team was good. They had rebounders. They had a chance to, you know, they they had a chance to make it. I th- I don't know if they if I could say they could have won, you know, because at the time, you know, LeBron set the Heat at right. some some of the time during then. So well, and then he, wasn't he wasn't he there when uh, when Golden State was the West? I mean, oh yeah. Well, 
Yeah, it would have been it would have been his last it been his last two years I think is when Golden State started upbringing, and that brings me back to Iguodala. He's on that team, yeah, and yeah. he's used to that postseason. So, yeah, I, I feel like if you're a Clippers fan, I'm sorry. I mean, you lose to the Nuggets, and the Nuggets, yeah, they're a good team, but you're up three one. You better win. Yeah, and I, I feel like just as bad as the Nuggets uniforms are, you you came in up six when the ball tipped off. So. Yeah. And usually, usually no team let a, can come back three one, or even win two more games to tie it. Let alone win two three one series in a row. I mean, that's pretty impressive to me. It says a lot. The Nuggets are riding the lightning, but they will they will see lightning in a bottle when they take on the Lake Show. They will. Uh, Anthony Davis, you know, LeBron James. Not to mention any of those other guys. Uh, you know, Green, um, Kuzma. Kuzma. Um, yeah. What's JaVale the, McGee? JaVel McGee. I don't know why. That's like my he, he's my third he's favorite. He's kind Lake. of under you know, he's kinda of under the shadows, you know, because, you know, he's down there with Anthony. Mm. So, I mean, you know, it's kinda of like you look at him and you're like, Well, JaVel. He was on the Warriors too. Oh so. yeah. He was a stud. He actually came in when uh, when K D got hurt yeah. and actually played big time minutes. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. So anyway, I, I think the the Nuggets Lakers series could be interesting. I think Murray and Jokic has shown that they can play basketball. They're right. going to win a couple games against the Lakers. I hate to tell anybody. I don't think – one, I don't think they'll get down 3-1. And if they do, it, it's over. Oh, it's over. It's game uh, five over. Trust me. I've Trust me. It's, it's game three. five yeah. over. Yes. But that's the, that's the setup. Uh, Heat and Celtics will go to game two. As the uh, as the Heat have a 1-0 lead, and the Lake Show and the Nuggets will fight it out in the West. But let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Grind. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to ordinary sports radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at Common CommonSensePC.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. On October 22, 2020, 
In its eighth year, the Homes 4 F-O-R-E Humanity Golf Tournament is presented by Atmos Energy and offers 18 holes of golf. All proceeds raised continue to directly support families who partner with Blunt County Habitat for Humanity. For more information, phone 865-982-8717. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, hump day is a thing, and man, I don't know what it is, but I'm always, I'm going to give you the, the kudos. I'm going to say it's because you're talking sports today. Right. That's why I like Wednesdays. Wednesdays is... Love it, Wednesdays. It just seems like we're we're there, man. We're, we're getting there. We're... You know, like tonight, I've got some things to to prep for Friday night stuff, and then 
Uh, I get to talk to our, our great sponsor for Press Box Food today and, and set up what we're going to get for, for yeah. Friday night. And, Sounds and good. If you've ever seen me eat, you know how much I enjoy that. Uh, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a good day. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you coming in. Again, by way of Give Him Six podcast, uh, Give Him Six is uh, – I'm trying to think. Maybe the next time you're in here – it may be six days until it's football now, time. Now, that would be pretty lit. That would be. I'm afraid it's going to be Sunday, though, because today's 10, 9, 8. Oh, six it's is not. Sunday. It'll be five Dang. days. We could maybe parlay a six and a five. Well, yeah, we'll, on Monday we'll do half six. Either way. Yeah. Either way. But uh, but let's let's kind of stick with uh, with football since we're we're talking a little bit of countdown action. Uh, we don't know where to start a countdown to Big Ten football, but I'll tell you, yesterday uh, Nebraska about leaked the let the cat out of the bag, let the I don't know maybe it's maybe it's I guess the corn out of the the poke or something. But uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, Nebraska guy caught on a hot mic. Nebraska official caught on a hot mic saying Big Ten football decision coming on Tuesday to be announced Wednesday. Uh, two days after the presidents and chancellors met to review information about a possible fall football season, uh, system president Ted Carter was caught on a hot mic saying that the announcement will come later uh, Tuesday afternoon. I, I didn't hear anything, but Carter was speaking to Bob Henson, director of the National Strategic Research Institute, before a news conference in Lincoln, Nebraska. It says, we're getting ready to announce the Husker uh, and Big Ten football tonight. Uh, this was on Tuesday. And, uh, and Henson said, oh, really? He said, I heard that it was happening. Uh, there's a lot of anticipation about that. Good for you. Uh, maybe they will get off your, that will get off your plate. Uh, well, it never will, but it's a good move in the right direction. Uh, he said, I think that was picked up a little out of context. Carter said to a uh, television station there in Nebraska, he said, all I said is they're working – uh, they, there's work going on, and we remain cautiously optimistic, like everyone else, that they will be discover uh, when it's safe to play. The Big Ten could not immediately confirm or deny an announcement uh, would come later Tuesday, but we can now say that it did not come later Tuesday. Uh, the league's entire council of presidents and chancellors met several hours Sunday uh, and, and discussed, you know, uh, a, a talk or a plan with their compet- competition task force. Um, they re- reviewed uh, some new medical information about the possible return, but Sunday's meeting did not result in any kind of voting, and uh, the Big Ten is still set to, uh, to I guess, be on pause yeah. uh, as football starts here in just a couple weeks for the other three conferences. The, pres- the league presidents and chancellors voted 11-3 to to postpone, with only Nebraska, Ohio State, and Iowa electing to proceed forward. A vote to play a fall season would require at least 60% of the presidents, nine or more, to vote to restart. Wisconsin Chancellor Rebecca Blank, in a video news conference Monday, uh, said that the league is moving forward together and, uh, and, and they want to work on a decision to either play football in the fall or not. It says this isn't going to be a school-by-school thing. We will move forward together as a conference. I it's Big Ten. Like, I, I, I don't know what else to say. And I'm in the Deep South, so mm-hmm. I feel like that, that that is a common statement. Big Ten, Ohio State, whoop-de-doo, right, you yeah. know, that moment. Everybody but, doesn't like Michigan. 
<laughs> right. Well, that's Charles Woodson's fault. But anyway, yeah. anyway, so we talked at the break, and, and I'm going to lay this out there for the listeners out there. I really feel like the Big Ten, um, they didn't know what they were stepping in. No. When when they when they jumped out there and said in the effort of safety, and I'm not saying that they're wrong. Uh, everybody's uh, entitled to their opinion, including the Big Ten. But uh, they jump out there and they say, you know what, we're not playing football. We we are going to err on the side of safety. And, and I th- I feel like they blanket statement. They put a blanket statement out about that. Yeah. But I think there was a caveat that they expected all the other conferences. Yeah. To follow suit. Yeah, so th- this this one, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is how it was going to be. I think they were like, well, you know, we're we're going to be in the history books. We're going to say we were the conference. And, you know, even if them stepping out in the uh, other conference's plan, they would think people would be rallying with them. Like, yeah, let's boycott the national or, you know, the NCAA football season this year. Nobody did. Everybody wants to see sports. Everybody wants to see a change and just seeing the – news and corona all the time so here there there's a big 10 and pac 12 sitting there by themselves the only two conferences in college football not playing well and i think they a lot of people around the country at least my opinion is you saw like a half-hearted attempt right and that's the problem because the big 10 they said we're not playing football on saturdays we're going to practice every day we're going to send these kids to classes with other kids we're going to expose them to every bit as many people as they would have had they played on a Saturday, but we're not playing. Yeah. We're, we're ahead of this. We're, we've got a plan. No, 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 you don't. Yeah. You, One of, yeah. you just shut it down. And, yeah. and, and schools like Iowa, Ohio State, and Nebraska, they saw through the, the, the thin garment as well. They, they knew how bogus – Use any any word you want to in there. How much you know bogus the Big Ten's decision was, and how not rooted in data it was. And, and you know, I think it's a good point. All these conferences have their own uh, their own scientists, their own doctors, their own task force, and that does allow you to either you know there's a pendulum, right? You know, you've got straight up and yeah. down, which is very even, has just as much negative connotation as it does positive. Da 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 da, and then you've got those guys that are hopelessly optimistic, and those guys that are ragged edge scary. Yeah, and and yeah, you look at it and you're like, big some big name coaches, Ryan Day, Ohio State comes in there, he's like, I want my players to play. I'm Jim Harbaugh, I want my players to play. The players want to play, and you know the NCAA given that option this year that was extra eligibility, so you know a player could play this year and come right back next year. So. It's something that's like, you know, you really look at it and you want you want to see every conference play, but at the same time, it's it's they're they're digging their own grave sitting here not playing. Every other sport, every other conference except for Big 10 and Pac-12 are playing. And so this is this is this is their fault. This is up to them. So we'll see what they come back and say. I really don't know if they're going to change or not. I just I really don't know. It's just too confusing for me. Hard to say. The Big Ten's medical subcommittee, uh, which is co-chaired by Ohio State's lead physician Jim Borchers and Penn State's athletic director Sandy Barber, outlines a plan that will include new testing possibilities, but also the latest information by, about myocarditis, which is the inflammation of the heart muscle uh, at, in, in response to COVID. Uh, the league's exploring at least four rapid response antigen testing 
uh, that could could ha- allow teams to daily test for COVID and uh, and basically decrease the amount of contact tracing, et cetera, that would need to be done uh, if 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 somebody contracts or is test positive for COVID. Uh, but uh, the team that will be on that subcommittee uh, are are doctors from Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland as well as sports medicine and infectious disease specialists uh, from around the country. Uh, Sunday's presentation also broadened beyond the medical component to include more specifically how the Big Ten could start the season, along with dates and medical thresholds that they would put in place uh, as a conference. The potential start date is October 17th, is one option, according to sources, and likely would allow Big Ten teams to complete an eight- or nine-game regular season before the college football playoff selections are made. Six Big Ten teams appear in the AP preseason poll, including number two, Ohio State, number seven, Penn State. Here's the thing. My opinion, you can't go any past October 17th. If if they go past that and it pushes a game to where you're having the rest of the world, the three conferences uh, that, that chose to play, right. you have them waiting on you, to me, you you almost disqualify them. Yeah, and they're said there's supposed to be bowl games and the college football playoff national championship after. So what are they going to do there? And if that's the case, if that's how late it's going to be, don't play then. You think they could bubble bowl games? Yeah, I think they could. I, I think, think they could. They can bubble anything, honestly. Well, I think with two teams, you can bubble anything. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, Major League Baseball is going to try yeah. to bubble the postseason. And you know, I like it. Yeah, something you've been watching is you know some of these college. Uh, you know, like Tennessee's doing 25%, most of these other things. You know, Florida State is playing Georgia Tech at Florida State, and it was supposed to be 25% capacity. They were loud, and then it showed the stands. It looked like a packed house. I mean, it really <laughs> did. I think it was just, it, I guess, everybody decided to sit up in the stands or something. I'm not sure, but uh, I will say that, uh, <laughs> yeah, they showed up at Florida State to watch them get beat by Georgia Tech. Uh, that That's what they wanted to go see. Uh, but uh, I – I don't know. I'm I'm a big key proponent is, you know, I, I think once the Big Ten understood how much they were being left out in the cold, how much that decision was maybe not followed by the rest of their 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 compatriots, uh, I think they looked and said, we messed up, we got to figure out how to make this right, uh, how to get back on the playing field. But I, I look at them and I say, listen, much past October – and I think you've got to look at them and say, you know what? If you want to be a champion, it's going to have to be Rose Bowl champion because we're not we're not waiting on you in the college football playoff. And I think honestly, they would have a, a level of I don't want to say mutiny, but I think they would have a level of uh, very much uh, vocal coaches saying, why does my players have to wait when we we went through and and did a lot of the same things they they refused to do? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's something that's like. You just you just want to see him play. Did, 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 total flipping of the switch, but still talking Corona. Did you see Ed Orgeron's Tuesday press yeah. conference about COVID? Yeah, it's wild. That's wild. You know, well, you expect it to happen. You really do. He said, not all of our players, but most of our players have caught the virus. Uh, he said, I think uh, that hopefully they won't catch it again, and hopefully they're not out for games. Uh, he said <laughs> later he was asked to clarify and he said he didn't know the exact percentage of players who have had coronavirus, but he said hopefully that once you catch it, you don't get it again. He said, I'm not a doctor. I think they have that 90-day window, so most of the players that have caught it, we do feel like they'll be eligible 
four games. Per SEC protocol, players who have contracted COVID-19 do not have to test again for 90 days. LSU, uh, like many SEC and national programs, uh, have not provided regular reports on the number of players who have contracted the coronavirus. Uh, But two weeks ago, Orgeron said all but two or three offensive linemen missed practice because of testing. He said you have to make adjustments. That... That's wild. I'll be honest with you, and I don't ever want to put this out there on anybody or, or to accuse anybody of anything. But do you think we're getting to a point to where we know the survival rate's really high that people are saying, go ahead and get it, get it out of the way? Well, here, that's what I'm saying. I, this this virus is overrated. I mean, golly. There's a lot of, now, there's some, there's some, there's some people that, you know, can't get sick at right. all. But you can, you can say that's the flu. A lot of people with the same respiratory system. I would say at young, at young ages. COVID is somewhat high, high, you know. Yeah, it might be a risk, but you know they're not out there playing football, so it's like they. It's different when you're you're young like that. Right. The flu. You don't want the kids to get the flu. It's hard for a kid to get the flu, let alone two. Yeah, I think I think it's all about how you plan your your contact. Because here's the thing. Yeah, there is there is very good data now that says if you're a college athlete and you're you're fit. That yes, this is going to suck. This 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 sickness is going to be tough on you. It's going to take its toll. But you can come back. You can do yeah. your thing. The problem with it is is you don't show symptoms for a long time, and then you go to Granny's house, and she's had a lot of respiratory problems, yeah. and you expose her. That's where this thing's got to get locked down. And I think it's just you understand that you're 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 at a, a higher exposure rate than a lot of people, and you got to deal with it from that standpoint. But uh, I've said this from the word go. Like Clemson had a big contingency right out of the gate that got it. I think like 35 people right out of the jump had coronavirus. And I'm just like, something tells me like that's that's either a lot of false positives or Dabo's saying here, you get it, you get it, you get it, because yeah. I got to have you on Saturday. I mean, yeah, I'm not scared of it. So I'm a if I if I was them, I'd go ahead and get it. I mean, it's just. We just got to play. I mean, it's something you can't you if can't you, just sit back and watch. If you've seen Carson right now, he has a he has a donut on his shirt. So I mean, he ain't scared of much anything. No, I'm not. No. You know, donut, donut. I want a donut right now too. So now you've got me thinking. We got to get a sponsor that's donuts. Yeah, we do. I think it's good. But but nonetheless, uh, uh, Orgeron's comments comes on the heels of Texas Tech self-reporting five more cases of COVID. Uh, bringing the team's total number of positive cases to 75 since their return to campus in June. Uh, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. We'll see how they kick off. I'm I'm interested in the in the dynamic of the ebb and flow of the season. I think as we move forward, and, and you know we're we're right at 10 days to go until it's football time. I think there will have to be moments to where we stop, we discuss, and we readjust. On uh, what this season is going to look like based around COVID, but I think you, you know you use the information you have and and do the best you can. I think coaches yeah. wearing masks on the sideline. I think I think players when they're on the sideline wearing what they need to wear is important. But ultimately, uh, we've shown at the high school level you can play football and not massively oh, yeah. spread coronavirus. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopeful. Uh, that this thing gets underway, and and honestly, just just you know, making it known to the Big Ten, uh, get get your date set. 
because uh, this, this train's pulling out here in a couple weeks, and they're not waiting on you. No, we're not. They're not. You can sit back, and nobody's gonna care. Yeah, Asseline Kiffin, the lane train's about to about to roll on <laughs> Mississippi. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Big Ten's got to get it together. But let's take us a break, get it together, and when we come back, ten days until it's football time in Tennessee, we count it down on the flip. You're listening to the Wednesday Grind right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us 
on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Wednesday edition of The Grind alongside Carson Crouch, grinding it out. Carson, 10 days until it's football time in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Fun times, fun times. Can't wait. uh, 10 days, number 10. Uh, There's a lot of former balls that you can look to. Um, I, I think one that, that really sticks out to the local people just because he's come back to the area is Mr. Eric Ainge. Uh, he's yeah. the number 10 that a lot of people like to remember. Um, but 10 uh, goes back as far as the 1937. Basically, anybody uh, who is who – is, who is, <laughs> that's when everything kind of happened was that thirty right. late 30s era. Yeah, um, a couple for me. I got uh, my man Tony Robinson. I love that guy. T Rob. Um, he's been help. He's helped me out with you know a lot of stuff. Got a picture with him. Got to hold his Super Bowl ring and everything. So it's pretty cool. I love that guy. He's he's my ten. Uh, some other ones uh, played in the 2016-18. Tyler Bird. He was like really he real fast guy. He got in occasionally and then. Um, Josh Davis, 2010, um, some, some other players, Vincent Moore, 1987. What about Bobby Scott? Yeah. Bobby Scott, Riley Ferguson. Uh, he's a guy that my, I'm pretty sure my wife, uh, worked with at the Thornton center and, uh, and she told him that if he wanted to stay at Tennessee, he needed to work a little harder. (laughs) Yeah, I know she's savage, man. It doesn't, she doesn't mesh well. All time number 10s, Pat Reno. 1937. That's the first number ten. Okay. The original number ten. Yeah. The the uh, Elmer Despain wore it in 1939. Trox Montgomery wore it in 1938. Roy Cross wore it 1941-42, and then again in 44-45. You yeah. know what that means? What? World War Two. That's what gapped his jersey count. Well, you know, back in the day, it's it's back in the day for you. It happened. It happened. Frank Sword, 1946. Bernie Miller. 47 and 8. Gordon Polofsky, 1949 to 51. Lamar Leachman, 1952 and 3. Bob Hibbard, 54 and through 6. Carol Young, 57. Gene Tedford, 62 and 3. Art Galifa, uh, 64 through 66. Bobby Scott, 68 through 70. He still does local. He still does local radio. Bobby Scott. That's uh, nice. Yeah, he, he was actually a really good quarterback that kind of brought the pass game. Uh, to Tennessee football. Dan Fletcher, Mike uh, Mock, 1974 through 76. Alan Dunkel, 79 through 8. Uh, Billy Eckholtz, 1982. T-Rob, 83 to 85. And I just remember in that 85 Sugar Vols team, uh, everybody said, Tony Robinson got hurt. This season's over. And granted, 
the dynamic difference between T-Rob and Daryl Dickey was stark. I mean, it was a very different brand of football. Uh, Daryl Dickey came in. You know, T-Rob, he was kind of let it hang loose, kind of get upfield when you need to, throw the football when you need to, but he could do do it all. Uh, Daryl Dickey had to come in and really be structured and kind of hope for the best and, and use some of his weapons. So I remember uh, T-Rob had a real, uh, real nice showing at Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, I, I love him. He's, you know, you look back at it, won, won a national championship with him and went to the Super Bowl and won a ring. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Vincent Moore, 1987, uh, Chip McCullough, 1989 and 90, Bo Blair, 91, John Beckforth, 92 through 94, Jason Price, 95, 96, Benson Scott, 97 through 99, Christian Chauvin, 2000, Philip Newman, 2002, Mark Jones, 2001 through 2004, Eric Ainge, 2005 through 2007, Josh Davis, 2010, as you said, Marsalis Teague, 2009 through 12, uh, Brett Parisi, 2013, Raleigh Ferguson, 2013, uh, Will Bradshaw, 2014, Patrick Ashford, 2015, Vincent Perry, 2015, and Tyler Bird, uh, 16 through 18. The current number 10 for the Vols, Jimmy Holiday and Jay Shoup. Jimmy Holiday, wide receiver now. He came to Tennessee as a quarterback. Uh, but now listed as a wide receiver, six foot two oh three freshman out of Madison Central High School in Flora, Mississippi, and Jay Shoop, a uh, defensive back, six one two oh six redshirt junior. Yeah, he pl- Bob Shoop. That's Bob Shoop. Yeah, uh, and, and he's out of Nashville by by way of Father Ryan High School. So he just stayed in stayed in uh, Knoxville when yeah. Bob went on. Uh, but you know. When you look back, I think you can say Bobby Scott, T. Rob, and then Eric Ainge has a has a very strong spot in that number ten. Yeah, uh, I remember Eric Ainge. You know when he when he went down, um, and when he first started at Tennessee, uh, it was him. And do you know who his who his little counterpart that he battled with was? No, who was it? Brent Schaefer. Okay. You remember Brent Schaefer? I've heard of him? Yeah, Brent Schaefer, and he totally two different quarterbacks, very similar to the last time number ten yeah. uh, and had a quarterback change and went to Daryl Dickey. Uh, the two quarterbacks were very different. Uh, Eric was actually more of a prototypical passer. Brent Schaefer had a little bit more mobility. Uh, it was at a time when college football was kind of making that transition. Yeah. You know, we had had T. Martin, and then we had went to Casey Clawson, and it was really at that point Casey. <laughs> Teams wanted Casey to run. Let's just put it that way. Casey yep. Clawson looked like a Tennessee walking horse uh, when he was running. His knees would thump him in, himself in the chest when he would run. But the Iceman, nonetheless, was uh, he was serviceable. He was tough. He won uh, both his meetings in the swamp, so hard to give Casey a whole lot of problems. But um, Eric steps in, and he's kind of got a battle, Brent Schaefer. He, he finally secures the job. And then that Notre Dame game comes. Yeah, uh, We're playing pretty big, big football, and we're wanting to, to, to have all the momentum going into the half, so we're looking to score. Eric kind of rolls – I think he rolls to the right, uh, and, and he gets rid of it, but they roll up on his leg, breaks his leg. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't know if he'd ever come back because it was, from my understanding, a pretty good break. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how it is when you break a leg. You know, you just don't know if you'll come back. You know when people tell you to go out there and do that? Yep, break a leg. Go Don't, break yeah, a leg. Let's stop that. Let's stop saying that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, we're gonna start a petition right here. Two signatures on it after we leave. Yeah, and you can you can come by and sign it if you want to. Do not use break a leg anymore. But uh, <laughs> that's totally like that was a, yeah that was a joke. That was a flyer. But uh, yeah, don't don't stop by. There's no petition to sign. But anyway, uh, but then he comes back and actually has a really good night. Gets us back uh, his senior season to the SEC championship. And honestly, if it wasn't another one of those Cinderella LSU teams. Tennessee may be playing for for a national championship because they because they win the SEC uh, his senior senior season, but it doesn't happen. LSU goes on to win a national championship, and next yeah. thing you know, uh, Nick Saban's in the NFL. But anyway, we digress. But uh, years and years of timeline right there. <laughs> hey, it's right there for you. If <laughs> if you don't get it, it ain't because it wasn't given to yeah. you. But. Uh, I, I tell you what, Carson, it's uh, it's it's almost that time. T- ten days today, tomorrow we start single digits. There's single not digit. a bad single digit. No, definitely not. Yeah, nine, I, nine. I can go and name you one. Go, Derek Barnett. What a player! One of my favorite, one of my favorite defense players I've, I've ever watched. All-time sack leader at the University of Tennessee. He is actually. Uh, he is actually memorialized here in the WKVL studios, as well as a lot of former Vols. You just look around, and, and there's no there's no reason we talk a lot of Tennessee in here because there's a lot in here. Yep. Talk about R.A. Dickey from the baseball team. We talk about you know Reggie White, Raynock Thompson, Marcus Nash, Alvin Kamara, Peyton Manning multiple times. Um, oh, yeah. Can't forget Mr. Peyton. Peyton is like – there's not a lot of sports figures that I would like fangirl over. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I'd squeal like a, like a nine-year-old girl. I would too. Like it'd be bad. Oh, I love Peyton. Yeah. Have you been to Saloon 16? No. Me neither. We should go. Yeah. We should call them, see if they'll let us do a remote. Probably not at 6 a.m. I think I think Peyton that. would I think Peyton would come on the show. You think so? I think he would be If open. he finds out you're here. Yeah. Yeah, I me mean, and Peyton, you know, we go way back. Go way back. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed like 17 years. Yeah. That's about as max right. max out, When I was out, three right? years old, me and him were talking football. Yeah, maxed out. But, uh, but Carson, man, again, thanks for, for coming in. It's always Great. fun talking to you. If you haven't heard, if this is your first time listening to the show, I apologize. We, I would like to say we're not normally off the wagon this much. Yeah. But we are. Yeah, sometimes we are, but hey, that that keeps the mood going, you know. Here's the thing: if if sports isn't fun, go to work. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If if what we we got going, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about tomorrow. We'll of course jump back to the prep side of things as as rivalry Thursday will be upon us. There'll be some games tomorrow, and then we'll look ahead to all the area matchups as Heritage, William Blunt, Alcoa, and the Rebels of Maryville uh, jump out back into region play. A lot of them. And then, uh, you know, like I said, post-rivalry uh, week, that's always a huge, uh, huge week for these teams. It so, is. Uh, again, excited for what that looks like. I think Alcoa's got Pigeon Forge. Uh, Maryville has Bearden. And I'll have to find out who Heritage and William Blunt have yeah. on the docket. But, uh, but Carson, where, where uh, I heard you might have dropped, a, or at least in the process of dropping, a new podcast yep, last night. Yeah, dropped one last night. Uh, we got one out. You, uh, was it hot? Did you drop it like it was hot? It was. It was. It was Super fresh hot. right out of the oven, and yeah, we just finished it last night. It was fun. I had I had a good talk and got about. I think we got about a good twenty five minutes in. We try to get it in under thirty minutes in sports talk, and we just talk about it all. 
So um, I'm pretty sure that's the first time you've uh, publicized that. So uh, you heard it here first. That's uh, our intro. A new Give Him Six podcast uh, dropped last night. Give it, get it, give it a check. You can go to Twitter, uh, search Give Him Six podcast. You can go to Google. Go to Google. Look us up. Check. Click on our website. You'll find it all there. Check it out. Give Him Six podcast. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. But Carson Crouch came in on Monday, Thank came you. in on Wednesday, and I'm excited to for the next time he oh, yeah. checks into the grind. But, hey, thanks for coming in, man. All righty. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on.